0: Good morning, um, and welcome to the Green Schools BCR show. My name is Fraser McGinn, and I am delighted to be joined by Alison Phillips, the Cycling and Development Travel Officer in uh, for Green Schools at OnTascha. Mm-hmm. Alison has an extensive knowledge and experience in the climate crisis, achieving achieving a master's degree in marine science and management at University of Sydney. Uh, she is now she now uses those skills to make. Uh, climate action accessible and engaging to primary and secondary school students throughout Ireland as part of her work with Antashka. Alison, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So we'll kind of start off with the first question, which is what inspired you to pursue a career in marine science?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up in California by the Pacific Ocean. Um, So I got to look out at the uh, big blue expanse and see the power of the crashing waves. And it kind of got me wondering what what kind of world could survive under there, what was going on under the 70% of our whole planet. So going to aquariums really kind of uncovered this whole other hidden world to me. It was just, just beyond our sight. So seeing all the different habitats and organisms and animals that could survive in such kind of a unique environment really inspired me to learn more and want to protect these animals and habitats. So I know there's a lot of debate on whether zoos and aquariums are good or bad, but after being inspired by, by them to kind of pursue a career in marine science and also getting to work at the Sydney Aquarium, I really got to see how much people really care and work hard to protect animals. And once once I started learning about climate change and how it was affecting the oceans, I really became passionate about becoming part of the solution These unique and fascinating habitats and animals that I was learning about really had nothing to do with causing all the problems of ocean acidification, warming, pollution, but they were all really starting and still suffering from them. So I wanted to make a difference, however small I could. Mm. So now every time I choose to walk or cycle, carpool, use public transport, choose local food, um, I'm making a small difference to the marine habitat that I'm really in such awe of.
0: Okay, well uh, that's great and then just kind of moving on to what you are now as a travel officer. What kind of are your responsibilities and initiatives that you kind of spearheaded?
1: Yeah, so as a travel officer I get to support schools like Blackrock College who are working on the travel or global citizenship travel themes. So I get to inspire students through workshops, committee meetings, action planning and action days, resources, different ideas. And kind of the other half, the other part of my role as a cycling development officer, I get to facilitate cycle and scooter parking grants for schools and also yeah. cycle training grants for schools, as well as supporting initiatives like the NSHE Cycles campaign and also cycle buses that are popping up all around the country.
0: i um, sorry, could, would you be able to explain what cycle buses are?
1: Yeah, great. Um. So cycle bus sorry cycle buses are local initiatives that a lot of times are put together by interested parents and children that want to get to school on a bike but maybe don't feel safe enough to do it themselves. So a group of parents come together, hopefully with the support of the school, but they come together, they plan a route to school where there's different bus stops along the way and they pick up different children on the way to school instead of driving they're cycling all together in this big cycle bus so it's strength in numbers and it's great fun and there's a parent at the front and the back sometimes in the middle so it makes it a safe fun way to get to school that's also being active out of the car
0: yeah and then just kind of um, on, on that we just heard a segment from the TDs kind of describing the new cycle routes and yes. like encouraging people to use tr- public transport what, what are your opinions on kind of the importance of these actions and supports around cycling and public transport users?
1: Yeah, I suppose I would echo a lot of what they're saying. Um, Probably most of what they're saying. Um, So it's very important for our personal well-being and really the well-being of the communities and the environment that we have fewer cars on our roads, so either by using the cycle routes or good public transport. So having fewer cars on the road, it decreases the traffic and the stress from traffic. It decreases light noise and greenhouse gas pollution and it makes the road a safer place for these vulnerable road users like the kids on a cycle bus or like children walking to school so it's it's really important to get out of the car and be using these um, cycle routes or public transport and it's a huge portion of our uh, journeys are made by car, even short journeys, so people might use the car for something that's five minutes away or ten minutes away from their house instead of walking or cycling and a lot of times this is just out of habit, we all do a lot of things out of habit and we just find ourselves walking out to the car, hopping in, and that's what we do and they might not be necessary journeys, they might be, who knows but a lot of times parents especially on the school run might think they're doing a huge favor to their kids by driving them to school, dropping them right at the front gate. But having a few minutes of exercise in the morning, some fresh air, some chats with their mates, is really doing a way bigger favor to them than dropping them in the car because they get some more exercise. They get that incidental exercise that's really important, just getting to and from places. So keeping ourselves active is really important for our bodies and our brains, keeping ourselves going. Um, and then mentioning the cycle routes. So cycle routes are hugely beneficial for everyone. It's not just for cycling. So a lot of times people might say, oh, it's just a cycling thing. But I can see the the coastal mobility route out my window, and I see way more people walking and running next to the route, and way more kids of all ages using the new safe environment. So it's been Super beneficial for tons of different reasons and different people.
0: Just, just kind of like on the environmental impact of sort of uh, cycling. Do you think that cycling is going to be cycling has more of a um, kind of uh, is going to have more of an impact than let's say using electric cars or something like that.
1: So they're kind of different solutions, I suppose. So yeah. if if we're on bikes, so bikes take a lot less space. So if you have a road that's still full of all cars, if they're all electric, yes, that's better than burning petrol and causing air pollution. But it's still taking valuable land space. So it's using our roads for these big metal boxes. And it's removing people from the communities, removing people from having chats with their friends. Whereas cycling, you're taking a tiny bit of space. You might be doing that with your friends, chatting, having fun, being active. So it's really a Better solution to get out walking and cycling yeah. than to go for um, electric vehicles. Obviously, you can't walk and yeah. cycle all around the, the country, but you know, if you're going far distances, an electric car or the, the train might be the best. So, it's there's a mix of solutions in there.
0: And then, just kind of, we heard in the audio clip there that um, they're trying to establish kind of quieter routes through uh, neighborhoods or uh, quieter areas. Um, to, to help pedestrians and cyclists who will walk on these paths, do you think this is a good idea to have them through the quieter neighborhoods?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good idea to um, have routes through quieter areas. It's not the only solution, of course, because sometimes people do need to have access to the not-quiet areas the massive roads that people are using on a daily basis, the, the big end roads and everything like that. So while it is, It's great to have any cycle routes at all, and it's great that they're going to quieter areas. We need to link them up with all the areas, all the schools, all the local towns. And I think if we're thinking of how we might be able to support or how we can make roads safer for everybody, it's not just focusing on quiet areas. It's focusing on all of them. So we're still trying to challenge our behaviours of jumping in the car. So remembering that we might walk or cycle somewhere turning off the engine when we're idling so we're not wasting petrol or causing unnecessary pollution so kind of different things that we can think of to make our roads a safer better place for everybody and i think a lot of times just knowing so education and training can help everybody just understand each other's point of view and perspective if you've never driven a car you don't know what it's like if you've never cycled you don't know what it's like. So if we understand each other's needs and perspectives, then we can make better choices for everybody.
0: And then uh, what can kind of our listeners sort of do to help the, ev- in the environment?
1: Yeah. So I think right now one of the best things that we all can do is getting out to enjoy our local 5K. So we can take for granted our local areas. I know sometimes I can as well. So I think it's important for us to kind of celebrate what we have around us, but then also be critical of the things that impact impact you or in your local environment. So if you see rubbish, don't ignore it. There's an app called See It, Say It that feeds back to the council and they can come clean it up, or you can arrange a litter pick yourself or join a local tidy Towns. Or if you see someone parked on a footpath, just don't ignore it. So the footpath should be a safe place for pedestrians of all ages and abilities, and blocking a footpath can be dangerous or disrespectful of other road users. So if you're in a car with someone parking on the footpath or on a double yellow, you can just remind them, oh, there's a, a spot over there, why don't we park there? We can walk the two minutes to the shop or whatever. is like that. Yeah. And I think um, kind of thinking bigger scale, not just about um, travel, but you might think about waste. So we want to try to minimize our waste So that's something all of us can do. So you want to try and minimize waste at home and at school. So you can even make it into a challenge or competition at your house. Um, So kind of minimizing, choosing things with less packaging. And no matter how much we try to minimize waste, there still will be waste. So it's important to make sure we're disposing of it properly and recycling or reusing it or putting it in the compost bin. Um, And another thing that we might take for granted is water. I know I sometimes take for granted that I have clean water coming out of a tap, but that water had to be cleaned by someone, brought to me with lots of energy had um, just to get to my tap. So it's important to be mindful of our water use and do our best not to waste water. So we only have so much fresh water on our planet, so we just have to make sure we're not letting it run down the drain needlessly.
0: And then uh, what do you think we can do as kind of like a whole school community to combat climate action?
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of the, the things I said previously are definitely things that all schools can take on board or kind of think through. But what I really think is important as a school and as students at a school is that everyone should be learning about the issues and coming up with new solutions. And then once you've learned about it and you've come up with your solutions that you think might be revolutionary, then share that knowledge with somebody. So share it with family, friends, younger students, other schools, because once the more people understand the issues and can reflect on the issues and solutions, then we can all work together on climate action. So it's a really important aspect just to know what's happening and to make it accessible to everybody not every solution works for everybody cars and planes they're not going anywhere but i'm not saying they should but we just need to be more efficient with them and think of different ways to solve problems
0: and then just kind of uh, for a final question like um what do you think is sort of the biggest concern that we have in relation to climate action would you say it's sort of our travel like with, with that we use a lot of cars or would you say it's something different
1: I do think cars, uh, the private cars, is is one of the issues, but um, I think on a bigger scale, I think the use or sometimes the misuse of resources is one of the biggest problems we face globally and nationally, so we kind of need to reflect and reconsider our use of land, water, plastic, petrol, fast fashion, just a few things. Just thinking of what we're using our resources for and kind of being mindful of the amount of maybe food waste we have as well. So we can all do our part in using resources efficiently and effectively, and we can be critical of wasteful practices. So with all of our habits, um, we might have our day-to-day use of resources, or we consider buying something maybe with less packaging, like I said before, or Perhaps you're buying clothes or any products online, you might say, hmm, do I really need this? Do I really want this? Or, and if you do really need or want something, then just choose something that's made with more sustainable materials or less petrol was put into the manufacturing of it. So maybe choosing cotton over polyester or chocolate without palm oil. So it's all these kind of little changes that we can make that really add up to make a big difference.
0: Okay, well, um, unfortunately, that's all we kind of have time for today. I'd like to thank you very much, Alison, for coming and taking the time uh, for giving us a great insight of the importance to our local community action for the climate crisis.
1: Grace, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Bye. I like us
2: better when we're wasted It makes it easier to fail Only time we really talk is when our clothes are Know when we
3: Still got love to give while we young, dumb, young, young, dumb and broke, young, dumb, young.
4: above the water My feet can't touch the ground Touch the ground And it feels like I can see the sands on the horizon every time You are not around Slowly drifting away Wave after wave Wave after wave Slowly drifting, drifting away And it feels like I'm drowning Pulling against the street Pulling against the street Stuck here in between, I'm looking for the right words to say. I'm slowly drifting, drifting away, wave after wave, wave after wave. I'm slowly drifting, drifting away, and it feels like I'm drowning, pulling against the stream against the street
5: Said this day wouldn't come We refuse to run We've only just begun You'll find us chase in the come, We refuse to run. We've only just begun. You'll find chase in the sun, the sun, the sun, the sun, the sun, the sun. You'll find chase in the sun. Um...